Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Yes, we are ready. Okay, looks like we are on episode six, right? I think it's six or is it seven? You know what, Naomi? For some reason, I just drew a blank. We'll go with six or seven to cover ourselves. Yeah, but you know what? I almost feel like this is seven. So you know what? We have to be perfect on this one. Yeah. Because didn't we say like back in two and three when we couldn't do the whole fading of the music and merging and all of that like we were gonna get it together on episode seven right well i don't know we'll just we'll have to see what this one is i think it is seven though okay and we've got a lot of things on our mind to discuss yes we do it's exciting yes actually um we we talked last week about the loveless church and um that that was there was some good stuff in there now we're on the persecuted church which is a it's a short um letter because the persecuted church didn't receive any criticism from from jesus um but there are some good things especially in verse 10 but before we get in that i really had a lot of moments in counseling this week that Mm. i wanted to share because you know we've explained that we're the we're different type of counselors. Yeah. We really allow the Holy Spirit to lead. We 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 um, counsel out of the Bible. We right. share Scripture, um, and really, I rely on I rely on God to lead me through this. I, I we have to I we have not. to rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us and give us the words for those clients because. Um, we never know what a client is going to bring into the session. Exactly. You know, things can change in two weeks or even a week, mm-hmm. and something else may have occurred in their life. So, you know, we have we really have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so. exactly. And uh, just a few of the things that he he put on me in 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 the sessions was, um, you know, surrendering is really hard, especially. Well, for anyone, but I can really see men struggling with it because it's a sense of giving control away. Right. And the Lord put on me that surrendering is an action of love. Yeah. Like yeah. in the Lord's, it's as though the Lord was telling me that his view of it, his perspective of it, what he sees is that you are expressing your love to him right by surrendering the thing that's crippling you because what is it saying i fully trust you lord yeah i give all my control to you yeah and and it's and it's showing it's showing the lord how much you do love him because yeah. he wants he wants to bear that burden and he wants to take that from 
those things from people. Right. He, he doesn't want people caught in bondage. And if you don't surrender, which, you know, a lot of people come into our office and they're like, okay, well, you guys keep telling telling us to surrender, surrender. Well, what does that mean? Like, what what am I supposed to do? Because, you know, we were even talking that sometimes people just say, okay, well, I, I give my junk to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then they walk away and they, ex- they expect, you know, magic right. to appear. Right. But that isn't it. Because in that act of surrendering mm-hmm. to the Lord, I mean, it may also be a little bit of a process, too. Yeah. You know, you may not have to, it, you're likely not going to say it one time and then you feel great because yes. that's what the enemy is, is wanting you to, to have a grip on it and not fully surrender it. You'll know and you'll feel it when you have fully surrendered it to the Lord. It's no longer, um, crippling you. It's, it's no not longer a, it's a thought, not a, a stronghold. Exactly. And, and so surrendering is like giving that full completeness of it over to the Lord and I it was just it was great because at the moment he was just showing me that when we do that it's an action of love for him he receives it as love yes he does he receives it as love we we cannot um get into I guess the thought process of um oh what was I thinking Uh, of just um Okay, we're throwing it at him. So now I'm entitled to something better right then and there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, it sometimes we have to we have to show him our love by saying, you know, again, maybe multiple times, Lord, like you know, I need this. I need this removed from my life and mm-hmm. just show me what what am I supposed to do so that I'm not held back from it. And that that's where trust comes in. And and like I was um, also the question that the Lord put on me actually this morning in my quiet time is, do you read my word with belief? Oh yeah, that's good. So when you're surrendering something and then you have to then have trust in the Lord that he has it, that he's going to keep it. Right. And that you don't have to continue to walk with it. Do you believe that? You believe because, his word. Because in that uh, in that surrendering, if we keep taking that thing back from the Lord, if we keep taking that bondage back, then we're not believing the word. Right. We're not believing what is in in here in in His word. Yeah. Anything, anything that you read in here, you have to believe. Do you believe it, or do you read the word? And it might be something comforting. You're like, oh, that's nice. That's yeah. Do you nice. just do you just read it as words on a page? Right. Or are are you taking the word of God seriously, and are you believing the words that are on the paper? Yeah. Do you believe that Christ is walking with you in the trial and He's right there? Do mm-hmm. you believe that when you um, leave your secret place that is God is walking with you into work and that he's in the car with you. Do right. you believe that you have the power mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to fight off the enemy? Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God can take away your fear? That's right. Do you believe that he'll never forsake you? 
You know, do you believe that? Do when you, you even re- believe that the Lord loves you? Yeah. Like with a love that you can't even wrap your head around, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and I guess that, that brings us to another point is about positive outcomes in COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was coming up this week too, that, you know, people are, and, and I'm kind of in the boat too. I'm tired of hearing about it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, we're just, I'm just done. Yes. Like people are coming in my office. And we like, all I'm are done yeah. with COVID. Yeah. Like so over it. Right. But it, you know, I, I was, I was listening to a client that he's like, it's starting to like make me feel angry and, and angry about it. Yeah. About how people are reacting and how I'm supposed to react. And what am I supposed to do? It's something that's different every day. And um, I said, you have got to take your focus off, off of, of that and think about the things that are positive that have come out of COVID. Yeah. And I said, you know what God is saying? This was my first reaction to him. God is saying, get the church in your home. Yes. What are you doing in your home with your own family yeah. being the church? Yeah. He's removed us from these buildings because more than half of them have got it wrong and they're not doing it right. He's saying, wake or up. Or they're still shut down mm-hmm. after six months, which that's not good either. Or we're still in, you know, a, a registration type of going to church. We have to register to save our seat to, you know, only so many people can be in the building. Right, right. so he's saying, get, get me, mm-hmm. get me in your homes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do believe that everyone, because of that opportunity, yeah. and can it is have a positive outcome. Can, yeah. They can make a choice to be like, I can actually spend more time with my kids, or I can actually save money because we're cooking at home. We can't go out to eat, right. can't go to the movies, right. can't go to all these events. There are positive things if you sit back and you, and you reflect on it. Right. And we did a recording at our church that talked about don't, look back and have regrets of this time of COVID. Don't look back and be like, I wasted time that was actually freed up for me. Yeah, because the whole world has been freed up. Right. So there's no pressure in it. Exactly. And still now, I mean, you know, as as things have opened up and it's all different now. Mm -hmm. It is. And and honestly, I I believe that that was the Lord's... um, hand on all of us to say believers or or, uh unbelievers y'all got to get back to me right not to your church building or not to the building that you were working out of y'all need to focus on me absolutely and rely on me for what is to come Mm -hmm. yeah right absolutely i even had a family that uh told me um, during this this period of shutdown, that um, they actually um, started eating meals together and just playing board games with each other. Exactly. Some people may think that's boring. I don't know, but to me, man, you got to get back to the the simplicity of life. Yes. Because again, I also believe that 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 was um, the Lord also saying. You know, you families, you are running your kids crazy. Mm -hmm. You are going to every sporting practice, sporting event, every, um, you know, you've got them all 
really it's a it's a form of bondage that these families are in when every hour of the minute is taken up by something yep and yep. and your eyes aren't on the lord yep i mean i'm just being real here i'm sure yep. i'm going to make somebody mad but you know what it's time for us to turn it around and spend some time with the lord and let me just say this okay now I'm on a roll here. I can tell. So let me say this. <laughs> this is an opportunity for our men uh-huh. who have been called by God to be the spiritual leaders of our homes to open their Bibles. Amen. To open their Bibles, not their phone, their Bibles, the thing right. that has two covers on it, uh-huh. and to lead their families. Right. This is an opportunity. It is. And listen. Us wives, we don't want to be nagging you to do to be doing something right. like that. This right. this is a this is something that you are called by God. You need to listen to God. Right, right. It takes me back to the Second Chronicles seven fourteen when oh, all this happened yeah. way back in yeah. March. Put on our heart that if my people who mm-hmm. are called by my name That's will right. humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then mm-hmm. i will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin yes and heal their land heal their land heal their families this scripture came up all over the place in the beginning oh we read it how many times we even did a recording at yeah. church on it mm-hmm. because i mean you could look anywhere and it was that scripture that kept coming up yeah Yeah, and that, I mean, listen, men out there, that's for you too. You know, there's nothing weak about opening your Bibles and leading your your families. And even strong-willed women, they need their husbands to lead them. Yeah, because it's it's not our role. That's not how Christ designed it. No, absolutely not. So, yeah, and um, anybody can find positivity out of... COVID this time. Absolutely. Yeah, I because really listen, we're we're walking into um pretty soon here in a couple of months uh an election. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many conversations with people in my office about what is going to happen come November. Well, there's going to be a lot happening come yep. November mm-hmm. and uh either way um more than likely whoever's name is announced for our new president, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do with our relationship with the Lord? Because we are going to need the Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, another thing that came up, which, um, you know, the Lord just, just put on me, and it was during uh, a session as well, that, the you know, they were, we got on the topic of um, salvation and why... Jesus died on the cross. So, like, give me your the answer that you hear a lot. You know, why did why yeah. did Jesus die on the cross? Well, to take away our sins. And that's what we hear. But you know what? The There's Lord, more. The Lord told me to explain it deeper. So, mm-hmm. as I was in that session, I said, "But why did Jesus have to die for our sins? What does sin do?" It separates us from from God. It separates us from God. So the whole point, the whole point is not that God wanted to take away our sins. He wanted to have a relationship with us. He didn't want the separation. Right. He doesn't want the separation. So the whole point of the cross 
is so that we can have a relationship with God. That is the point of the cross, mm-hmm. of forgiveness for our sins, mm-hmm. so that that sin is no longer a barrier wall between right. us and the Lord. Right. And so that we can be in relationship, because that was his whole point mm-hmm. with Adam and Eve. He mm-hmm. wanted to be with in, them, next right. to them. Right. So as soon as sin entered, that was gone. And so he made a way to correct that, yeah. because he wants to have a relation with us. So what do we say? What are people saying when they don't have a deep relationship with the Lord? I, I didn't need Jesus to die for me. I'm not, what, no, I, I didn't need that. Hmm. I, I really take it personal like that, that what are you saying when you don't have that relationship with Christ because, well, with the Lord, because he went to the whole extent of sacrificing, of sacrificing his son. He didn't die. He was crucified. Yeah. You know, I don't like to say Jesus died on the cross. I really like to say Jesus was crucified for you. Yes. And and, and he had a part in that. Mm-hmm. He wanted yes. to do that for all of us. Which goes, ties into the prayer that he had for believers is that you would be one with God as right. I am one, one with God. Yeah, yeah, so true. He did all that so we could be one with God. So when you just turn away of having a relationship with with the Lord, your yeah. creator, yeah. you're, you're really cr- saying crucifying him all over again. Yeah. Absolutely. I, he put that on me like and it's so simple. It really is simple when you mm-hmm. think deep and further on the purpose and the reason Mm -hmm. it's it's so and what does the bible say from genesis to revelation it's all about having a relationship with the lord it is yeah every every part of that bible it is about a relationship and trying to get us to a deeper and a closer relationship you know it's it's interesting when people say well i don't like to read well i don't know you know what Start liking it. Start liking it. Yeah, there's there's your phone. You could do the Bible app, the U version. You could listen to scripture, whatever you have to do. But listen, you know, we need to read God's word and we need to understand it. Right. And um, it, it's just so important that we put that in our day, especially for our men. Um, you know, you need that. You need to hear God's word every day because that this is our instruction manual for life. He needs to be your example as Christ. Yeah. Don't, don't go looking on earth for a uh, a man figure that you can look up to and I want to be just like him. Yeah. Jesus is the greatest example for all of us, yeah. especially for the men. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's great to have mentors. We know this. Mentors are wonderful. Um, but also mentors are flawed. Yeah, and they're human. They're, they're human. They're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna disappoint you. They're gonna absolutely. They're gonna let you down at times. I'm gonna let people down at right. times because I'm human. Right. I am not perfect, but Jesus Christ is perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. We need to go back to Him. Okay, so we've talked about this, but can we go back to talking in Revelation two eight about the persecuted church because there is, this does tie in, and there's some really good scripture, and I think you said it was Revelation 2.10, correct? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, we can read. Let's just read the 8 through um, 11, 11, and then we'll focus on what we wanted to. Do you want to read it? Yeah, sure. Okay. It says, And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation, and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I mean. I um, love verse 10. Yeah, there's there's a lot in there. And mm-hmm. it, the first thought that comes to mind is that God always warns us. Like he. Yes, he does. His, his people, his believers, he does not allow us to be sidetracked you know side swiped with uh, something that we didn't know was going to come because he's warning you but he's also telling you at first do not fear that's right do not fear and how many times in the bible does it say Mm -hmm. do not fear Mm -hmm. and don't we know what that acronym is for fear um i heard that one in a while yeah it is um Oh my goodness, here I put it out there and now I can't think of it. Um, let me write it. Fear. Oh gosh, now I just lost my train of thought. Uh-oh. I'm a, I'll bring it back. Okay. Yeah. Maybe on the next podcast. Yeah, something, <laughs> uh, um, something, something appearing real. False, false. Can't think of what the E is. Expectations, I don't no. think that is, but appearing real. Anyway, okay. Okay. <laughs> so do not fear um, of those things which you're about to suffer. So we Ooh, all know suffer, that suffering. There's, there's things that we all suffer with, every single one of us. Um, what I like is it's, he says, indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. So evil is from the devil that you may be tested. So what is what is your prison? What prison are you in right now? It doesn't technically have mm. to be an actual prison with no. bars no. and a building. No. But it's something that's holding you as punishment. Stronghold. It's a stronghold. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean it could be it could be just your thoughts and your mind. Yeah, because I, I I like to often when I read my Bible look up definitions of words. Mm-hmm. And prison is it's building legally held as punishment. But again, mm-hmm. I know in this content he's not context he's not actually talking about just a physical prison. Right. It's anything that can hold you as punishment. So what are you holding on to? What is your prison that mm-hmm. is punishing you daily? Well, and also what is it of somebody else's that you're hanging on to? Yeah. Are you hanging on to um, an offense? Is that your prison? That you've been so offended uh-huh. that you are in the prison of offense? 
Mm-hmm. Um, is it just your mind racing with 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 worry or anxiety that's right. coming up a lot? Yeah. And actually, you know, anxiety is just a um, it stems from fear. Yes, it this does. is why the whole Bible says, "Do not fear." He doesn't say, "Do not have anxiety." Do not have anxiety. Do not have worry. Do not have worry. It's do not fear because worry, anxiety, all that frustration is stemmed from a fear. Yeah. Um, yeah, fear is the root. And let me just yeah. say that I did. It just dawned on me. Fear. Um, the acronym for that is false evidence appearing real. Ooh. Yeah. False, false evidence, evidence appearing real. Real. False. So fear does That's not good. equal truth. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That is good. I'm glad that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that he, you know, he's saying that some of you uh, will be thrown into prison, that you mm-hmm. may be tested. Mm. Okay? So tested is mm-hmm. is determining which way one is going and what one is made of. Yeah, because let's just, let's just recap here. Because, you know, we are tested by God. We are tempted by Satan. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the testing, it has to happen mm-hmm. um, because I think the Lord also wants to know where are we in relationship with him? Right. You know, and and I also believe that that is him trying to refine us. Yeah, strengthen us. us. Yeah. Because the study notes that I have, the word wealth says, the word describes the testing of the believer's loyalty, strength, opinions, disposition, condition, faith, patience, or character. Mm. So, you know, through testing and tribulations, because that's the next word, and you will have tribulation 10 days, that's how you you are strengthened in your faith. Right? That's how you right. are. Right. And, and that 10 days, that it's not a literal It symbolizes 10 days. a short period. Yeah, a short period. So that's assuring. Do not fear. You know, you're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations, but only for a short period. So be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Yeah. Our reward it's the whole is so per- worth it. Yes. The and reward in the end is worth it. And it's the persevering. Yes. It's persevering through this walk of, of uh, our, our love for Christ and our relationship. You know, I hate to use the word, uh, the walk as a Christian, because we all know that, you know, that word has been Follower. so tainted. Um, followers. Follower of Jesus. Yes. Yeah, it's in our journey with him. Yeah, and just a little um, tidbit that I didn't, just uh, for our future podcast in what I learned about perseverance in um, the faithful church, because actually the, the faithful and persecuted church go together in my eyes. But in verse uh, 10, it never dawned on me that it says, because you've kept my command to persevere. Persevere is a command. I never caught that before. And Which it clearly verse is says that? that. Which it's, verse is it's that? chapter 3, verses 10. Revelation 3, 10. 10. It's, I always read it as because you kept my commands to persevere. Like I thought it was like you were keeping my other commands. But it says because you have kept my command to persevere. No, that's not the right scripture, Naomi. Yeah. Uh, Revelation 3 verses 10. Because you've kept my command to persevere. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So 10. I just I just thought that. I thought 
that was amazing that we are commanded to persevere. We are, yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is. So stay strong in our journey yeah. with the Lord. Yeah. So, you know, the Lord the Lord is just, just faithful and he, he warns us, he gives us um, promises, he even tells us what our reward is gonna be. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, we have got to uh, stay strong in the Lord. We got to look for those positive things during this pandemic um, and as we approach election. Yes. um, We have to believe in the words on the page. Believe what you read. Absolutely. And remember why Jesus really was crucified Mm -hmm. so that this sin could be broken and we could be in relationship with the Father. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, we could talk for two hours on this for sure, couldn't we? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Hey, Jesus first, right? Absolutely. All right. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.